And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast, the greatest spectacle in podcasts. <laughs> so true. We're sp- um, so today's a really big episode, because if you didn't know, we are quite, we, we quite like a certain IndyCar driver named Joseph Newgarden. Um, he drives for this race team called Team Penske, and he just, he just won this little race called the Indianapolis 500. He sure did. Um, and that's basically peak of the mountain, isn't it, Alex? Like, yep. as a Joseph fan, as Joseph, as Joseph's wife, as Joseph's dog, as Joseph's kid, as Roger Penske, like, everyone involved, that's just kind of peak of the mountain, right? Like, and, yep. wow, and... What what's really cool is that Alex, you saw that with your own eyes. You were there at Indy, and I was. What do you, what? How do we even talk about this? Because I have been a little bit of a loss for words. Um, I haven't been talking about it on Twitter much because I don't even know what to say. Like, right? Because I've I've been waiting for this since I was since I knew his name basically since I like. Knew his name, his face. I was like, I like him. He's gonna win the Indy 500 mm-hmm. one day. I hope. I can't wait. He d- yesterday. That day was yesterday, Alex. Whoa. It was yesterday. Yeah, I man, I've been on Twitter. I've been just in- incoherently screaming on Twitter about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's special. Yes, I have been a fan of Joseph's since he was driving for Sarah Fisher in that 67 car. Mm-hmm. And it took a while for him to get that first win. You know, for for you as a Larson fan, you had the same experience. It took a while for Kyle Larson to get right. his first win in Cup. And it took Joseph a while, too. He came to come close in that 67 yeah. car, which should have not been running up yeah, front, he, by the way. Yeah, everyone starts and somewhere small. Something would just happen, and then would be taken away. It's like, will he ever get a win? He gets a win in the 67 car. He goes to Ed Carpenter. Those two teams kind of merged. Um, and he has a 21 car. The car VK is in now. And was top three for the championship. But again, that's a team. You don't really think of doing that. And then he goes to Team Penske and right off the bat wins a championship. I mean, for me, I have been following him his entire IndyCar career. And, like, you know, I've been fans of Jeff Gordon. I wasn't born when Gordon started his cup career. I was a fan of Casey Kane. But I didn't follow him through trucks and Xfinity. Yeah. And I didn't really. You were just a kid. I was just a kid, you know? Yeah, it's different. Yeah. And this moment truly feels like I won the Indianapolis 500 because I have been there from the start, really. And being there in person, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Your first Indy 500, by the way, in person? My first Indy 500. And first of all, being at that track is magical. Like I've been there for the road course race, but the oval, it's different. It's different. It is not I can imagine. Same. You gotta go. You gotta go, Zach. I think like even if it's just one time, okay, you gotta go. I think next year it's looking like I I'm doing it. We we're doing yeah, we it got, because we're gonna do it. I got I got a little I got I got a driver in that race. His name's Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Um but Alex, let's let's go ahead and before we talk about the race, let's talk about your experience. So 
Um, like when when did you get to Indy? What days were you at the track? Like, what did your weekend yeah. look like? Like, let, like let the viewers know. Like, what what did your weekend look like, basically? Yeah. So Saturday morning, I left my apartment pretty early. It's a seven hour drive to Indy, and I got a hotel about forty five minutes west of Indy. Stayed the night. Went to bed like at seven. Did not actually sleep. So I was too excited. I could not sleep. No way. That's crazy. I got like maybe an hour, two hours of sleep, oh. if that. And yeah, I was just too excited. And left the hotel like at 4.30 Eastern time in the morning. Got to It was like 45 minutes from the track. So got to the track around 5.30. The gates yeah. opened at 6. And when you know how they like launch fireworks and stuff when they open the gates. I didn't think much of that moment. Like I've heard about it for years, but when that happened, I have a video of it. I posted it on Twitter and I have it saved. I can send it to you if you That's didn't so cool. see that. It was that was one of the coolest moments. Cause everyone there, like in line walking to the track, in line like going to their parking spot were cheering and it's just like, oh my god, it's here. The Indianapolis 500 is here. It is happening today. Like, I got goosebumps, and I've heard this moment for years. Like, oh, that's cool, whatever. When does the track like, open? No, it was like, oh, what time? Six a.m. That's crazy. People yeah, are I up was at still six. Walking. People are up at six a.m. to get it there at a track on a Sunday for a race. That is crazy. Thousands to of people. Me. Thousands. Thousands. They are. They want to be at this track at six a.m. There was like, I think the thing with Indy that, and like NASCAR fans are very dedicated too, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, people are camping mm-hmm. out at Talladega all weekend and uh, people s- stuck it out through mist and rain at Charlotte, right? But Indy is like not even just about racing. It's about like people's identity, people's family, people. I mean, what Shannon, um, Shannon was to, um on this podcast, like, was it last year? The year before? It was two years ago. It was two years ago. And, um, you know, Indy's more than just a race. It is like a culture, right, to some people. Yeah. And I think that fireworks thing just kind of cements that. Yeah, for sure. I was going to bring up Shannon as well. Um, it's an older episode. Go listen to that yeah, if you'd like. It was really good. One of, the, one of the questions we asked her was, like, your Twitter bio says, Indy, IMS makes you cry. Like, tell us about that. And in the moment, I didn't really get it. But I was like, I can understand that. Yeah, like, it's a big race. But now you get it. I cried. I cried at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Not just because of Joseph winning. Like, I cried my eyes out, man. Like, I was crying. I was full-on crying. And But I was crying, like, during pre-race stuff. Like, I had seen the Tony Kanon piece before, because I aired it a million times on Peacock. But that got me. I was like, I'm going to see Tony Kanon's last IndyCar race? And then when I got to my seats, and I had the FaceTime use, I was like in awe. I get to my seats, and it's like, I'm here. Like, when I was FaceTiming you, Zach, I had tears in my eyes. I don't know if you could tell, but I was like emotional. I was overcome with emotion. I sat down, I'm just like, I'm here. The Indianapolis 500 is going to happen in in front of me. And like, I have watched this for years. And I don't know if I've ever felt like that. I've been to Daytona. It was for the clash. That was at Daytona. Does not compare to this. It, for me. It just doesn't. 
and, that's and I've not been even, Indy before. Again, that's not even a just, knock on the five hundred. That's not even a knock on NASCAR. You know, it's no, and not at all. As you said, the road course isn't the same. Like that's just they call it the greatest spectacle in racing for a reason. Like it is such an important yeah. race that we it's it, that's why it's important we take care of its integrity and protect yeah. its history and respect it as a racing yeah. event. Um because it's there's nothing else in the world like it. And as Lee Diffie right. said, I he said this on TV at the start when they waved the green this They'll never. What did he say? Oh, no, I'm messing he it up. He says this is and always, always will, will be, be the greatest spectacle in yes, racing. Yes, always will be. No matter what. No matter if they throw five red flags next year, it will always be yep. the greatest <laughs> spectacle in racing. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. it's so invincible. I feel like it is. No matter what they do. So that's just kind of the power Indy holds that. Other yeah. events, even Monaco and stuff like that, I feel like doesn't even come close. You know, those events right. don't feel as invincible. So, yeah. And to kind of go back, I got there, got into the track at 610. I was in line for a bit. And they had all the merch stuff open right at six. So I checked out all the merch stuff and then I hung out at the Pagoda area, probably basically until driver intros met so many amazing people and you know i had those the buttons with me mentioned them a few weeks ago for kansas i had the gary some podcast buttons made by at mama geforce on twitter cassie thank you so much and i knew it i knew a lot of people were going who listened to our podcast but there are only two buttons left there are two i think i started with 40 or 35 and before Sunday, I think there were 25. Like, that's crazy. I, so I, I met around 20 of you guys who are listening. Wow. And met some other guys from Twitter as well. Like, this was crazy. I hung out with uh, Alanis King and Elizabeth Blackstock. You're so um, we cool. We met Elizabeth on the podcast. You're literally um, so cool. I hung out with those two. They have their own podcast, uh, Donut Racing Show. DRS, very. I love that. I need to um, check that out. It's good. Yeah. Um, I hung out with those guys. I just wanted to hang out with them because I'm a good friend of Elizabeth's, and I wanted to meet Alanis. She's so funny, and I asked her to be on the podcast. By the way, she said she'd love to. So that'll happen <gasps> in the future. Look forward to that. Girls, oh my god, I know. Um, but I just wanted to hang out with Elizabeth, right? Like I've known her for a while. At the Indianapolis Five Hundred, really friends, just hanging out. Anything Indianapolis Five Hundred. <laughs> And casual, <laughs> I just hanging out there ended up hanging there longer than I thought I would because people kept showing up and being like, Oh my gosh, you're Alex, you're Newgate, and I recognize you. I listened to your podcast. Um, there was one person that stood out to me. Um, Ariel, a listener, came up to me, look, was looking for an IndyCar podcast, but because of us, Zach, I started to watch NASCAR. If you can believe that. I am so <laughs> sorry. I am so sorry we made you start watching NASCAR. I, know, I am so, I'm so sorry. sorry that you spent but... your Memorial Day concerned about a 600-mile race that would never end. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh That's God. crazy. It, right, though? That like that, that, that blew my mind. Dude, Steve Phelps, um, give us, sponsor us. Come on. That's what I said. Oh, like, I'm tell sorry. NASCAR that. Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. Um, but no, a lot of people just came up and whenever someone would show up, and I appreciate Alanis for this so much, whenever someone would show up, Alanis would introduce all their special guests they had with them. Like Devin Altieri of Honda was there. Um, but then Alanis would point to me and be like, that's Alex of the Gay Racing Podcast. He has pins if you want them. And I'm like, okay, that's me. Yeah. And like Bozy was there as well. Just like just all these people in me. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just here hanging out. It's like so the then, um, it's like the what's that musical event? Coachella. It's like the Coachella for like racing yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, again, I did not expect to like recognize her. I just wanted to say hi to Elizabeth and Alanis and just kind of be on my way after like thirty minutes. Wanted to hang out, but I was there for like two hours. Wow, <laughs> just like chatting with people. Um. But yeah, a lot of people who didn't know about the podcast also were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to check it out. Like, that's so cool. Podcast for, you know, LGBT people. And Pride Month is right around the corner. And I don't know, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And like, just a lot of people told me that they really appreciate what we do, Zach. And that made me really yeah, happy. That's awesome. Um, And again, that's another reason I want you to go. Just like to meet I'm all these kind of people. Next year, I'm 99% ready to go. To be honest, yeah, that sounds awesome, and I love. Let's do it. I'm just saying this right now, though. I love these episodes where you just like something awesome happens, or like your experiences at the track because you just you go to the mm. track more than I do, and I love just like kind of letting you talk and hearing everything you have to say. But this episode in particular, and we're not anywhere close to being done yet oh. with it. We haven't even started. It's just been <laughs> so interesting. So you're hanging out. Mm -hmm. So after you're hanging out with them um, pre-race, what is what does it look like? What does your day look like leading up to the race? So before I, I was about to head up to my seats for driver interest, and I said I was like in awe of that. Um, I actually met up with Ryan DaCosta, who runs NASCAR and IndyCar NBC <gasps> socials. King, um, King, love him. Uh, I had to push my way through. They're at the red carpet. He was at the red carpet and I had to push through a bunch of people. I'm like, my friend's over there. I just want to say hi. Can I get through? And they're like, if your friend's up there, why doesn't he recognize you? So then I just yelled at him and he gave me a high five. Like, hey, nice to meet you. I found that very funny. You showed them. But I showed them. But yeah, uh, Ryan was like the last person I met. Actually, I met two more people in the stands. I took that back. I did meet two more people in the stands. Uh, oh, crazy. But uh, yeah, then I went up to the stands and I just kind of sat there and embraced it. I FaceTimed you. Got emotional. Uh, back home again in Indiana. Oh, man. Slay. That hits. That hits. Especially after that and national anthem, dude. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that in a second. And by the way, <laughs> when they introduced Joseph and Scott, I was already wooing. That was my the beginning of all my yelling. And... Uh, Jewel, in my opinion, slayed. Apparently, people did not like it. I thought it was different. The national anthem. I appreciate it. Yeah. What was my actual opinion on it? It's not that I didn't like you, it. I just thought it was like you tweeted that it had flavor. It had I flavor. It so it had flavor. Exactly. So what you said, I liked how it was different, but I didn't like it. Okay, I liked it. I, it had flavor. I it just that it was like it's like the flavor of like. Like jalapeno, but I don't like jalapeno. Yeah. See, I have been to racetracks probably like thousands of times, right? And I've heard the same song played over and over again the same exact way. She did it differently. 
at I the Indy it. 500. That's bold. Yeah. And I loved like, her dress. Bold. I loved her outfit. Yeah. Her outfit slayed. So, like... Yes. I'll give her a slay. Not slay of the week, but I'll give okay. her a slay. Okay. So. That's, I think she deserves it. Yeah. No. But, um... Anyway, when they started the race and everything, and then I guess we can kind of transition into the race, I... It really... I started... It had some tears. I was just like, like when they started pulling onto the track and they drove by for the first time on the pace lap. It's like, this is really happening. And I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, man. Like, I can visualize in my head what happened. And I got a start of the first lap when they came by and then the second lap at speed. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. And I guess we can kind of start talking about the race. I was focused solely, mainly on whenever Joseph came by, my eyes were on Joseph Newgarden. That's crazy. Because, like, everything else that I feel like you could be watching in that race, and obviously you're going to watch your favorite driver, but I, you know, he Mm -hmm. was starting 17th, and we talked about last week on the pod, it's like, they're not going to qualify, or they didn't qualify well, track position's going to be important, he's probably not going to have a good chance, but... You know, we watched them all day climb. Really good pit strategy at points. Gained a lot of positions on pit yep. road or during the cycles. And obviously, you know, once he's up there in the top five, certainly we're Man. we're looking at him. And yeah, and there was a lap. I don't know if NBC caught this at all, um, but there was a lap early on. I think it might have been after the first pit stop. Maybe it was maybe it was the first toward the end of the first run. I don't remember, but Joseph passed like four cars in one lap. I and feel that, like it, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and it was crazy. I was jumping in the stands. I was, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. He made four in one lap, yeah. and every lap I was like, okay, next car. He was buying Kirkwood for a while, and then I was watching the TVs. I could see him go down the stretch. And then coming off a one, I could, or coming off a four, excuse me, I could see him come at, and he was, I had a Kirkwood. I was like, oh my gosh, next one, Sato. Next lap, like five laps later, he gets around Sato. And I was just like, okay, we're in the top 10. Okay. We you can work didn't with really that. do that the last few years. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a top 10. And like you said, when he got in that top five, I was like, oh my God. That's where you have to be. He's going to compete. Five. He's yep. going to compete for this win. But, Honestly, I didn't think he had anything for Rosenquist, VK, or Pulo. And I guess we can kind of talk about that. what led up to that. Because around lap 92, things were getting crazy. Tony Kanan made like a pass in the grass. They were getting four wide points. It was like, there's going to be an incident happening. The crowd was going, there's oh, a lot of four wide. like there's every a, five seconds. There's a lot of stuff going on in that backstretch yesterday. Um, yeah, TK, and it was just like it was building to a yellow. TK said after the race, he said, "Well, I hadn't done that before, so I decided to do it." Like <laughs> being facetious, <laughs> but still, that was really funny. <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah. But uh, the first caution came out lab ninety two with Stingray Rob, and then the pit stops happened, and VK came out of his pit stall after his stop, spins and gets yeah, into Polo, dude, and. That moment was crazy from the stands, by the way. The whole crowd was like, oh. And, oh my gosh. That, I think, was the key moment of the race. Because I don't think anyone was going to beat them. I think Rosenquist was probably the third best car. But VK and Pelot were class of the field. And 
here's the thing too. Catherine Leg, she also had like an incident on pit road during she the did. first round of stops. What was going on on pit road yesterday? I think there was a third moment too, where there was like a yeah. pit road spin. I forgot who it was, but there was so many. I don't. Well, I don't know why, but we normally never see that at the 500. I feel like, unless I'm right. I, I that was really weird yesterday. I don't know why. May I wonder if so, if they did something to pit road and they didn't tell anybody. I I don't know what that would be, but I don't. I don't know about that. I wonder if it wasn't the weather. It was cloudy, and yeah, maybe wasn't like cool, but it was like low seventies. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It was really weird because I've ne- I, a lot of people said they've never seen that before at the speedway. So um, yeah, but, but I yeah. I really think that was that moment was of the race because those two were they had they were fast one and two and it's a real shame for Venus VK because he was I mean we have not been talking about him all year long and he was yeah. running up front for the first half of that race and but we didn't really we didn't really talk about him much after that either um, no he, he was not in contention and I believe he got a penalty for unsafe he did unsafe release yeah yeah, yeah. and by the way Polo uh 21, he finished second. Yeah. Uh, last year, he had a pit road issue, and then this year, another pit road issue. Yeah. And he could have won all three. He still clawed back to fourth, didn't he? He got back up there. Yeah, he, he was kind of out of contention, but I think the the Reds later really helped him out. Yeah, that... Let me don't check it. But yeah, um, I believe he finished fourth, which is... Yeah, he did. So, really good recovery for him. Um, Obviously, it's not about the mm-hmm. points, but hey... He's putting putting races together. Hey, that might have saved his championship because he still has a big lead in the championship. No. Um, we're not going to talk about the championship today. It's Indy 500. Yeah. But, well, uh, before restart, we move on, though, of course they remove double points as soon as Joseph wins the 500. I know. Come I on. know. I was jo- I jokingly said that like several times too. I'm so <laughs> mad. Uh, anyway, it's okay. <laughs> That's yeah. Crazy. So. After that incident, the restart was really crazy. More far wide. Like, this was nuts. This race was crazy. I don't know about on TV, but... I feel like the draft was was stronger this year. It was. Yeah. I feel like they were able to pass more. I feel like the leader... Like, second place is still the car is able to pass most, and they should probably work on that, probably. It's getting a little much like 2015, a little bit. Like, especially, obviously, they were... At the end, every single restart, the leader was getting passed, so... Yeah, I mean, you are able to pass. Joseph Newgarden proved that. Yeah. Went from 17th to win the race. But again, Rossi made a huge run on the outside, and Erickson had a huge run on the outside on this restart. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then Colton Herta, by the way, I noticed he was as high as six quiet. during this race. Very quiet. Very quiet. When I, I saw that, I think Joseph might have been fifth at this point, and I looked who's behind him, and it was Colton. I was like, oh, whoa, because Herta started, I think, 21st around there mm-hmm. but he on a pit stop he got released into his teammate roman grosjean and i think he got penalized for unsafe release as well and that basically ended his race and then short and my next jump here in a dock is to lap 150 for grosjean he ended up spinning off a of turn two um did anything notable happen with grosjean before this or did he just lose it no as I far think as what just, i saw he you know he just lost it um at okay. that point in the race what i was paying attention to so i was looking at pato a lot this race because he was my pick um to win 
mm-hmm. not only just in GRP fantasy, but literally, I was just like, this is, it felt like Pato's ear. Um, yeah. But he was like really short on fuel. So I was watching him and just seeing what he would do. So this caution kind of like saved him. It basically gave yeah. him and some other guys a chance to go on an alternate strategy, which ended up almost working because by the time they got to like the last pit stops, they were able to use what they didn't have to, um, they did not have to spend as much time fueling. So they were able to gain a lot of track position and Pato obviously was up in the mix in the last 10 laps. And, but we'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, there was some interesting fuel strategy in this race before all the reds happened. Always there. Always. Because, Yeah, Pato was one of the guys who pitted rather than staying out because they were not quite in the fuel window, but he was able to take less they fuel. Were, You're right. They were having trouble filling it full, um, from what I remember. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. So New Garden took the lead for the first time on lap 156. I lost my damn mind. Uh, <laughs> I was listen. I'm I'm a normally a pretty quiet person. But I was screaming. Not yesterday. Man. I was. <laughs> no, not yesterday. I was the loudest person in my section, probably. <laughs> I was jumping. I was like, oh, don't look back. But, you know, Erickson passed him back after. But we know what happened later. But, oh, my gosh. I was satisfied with just that. Even if he didn't win. I was like, I saw my man lead the Indy 500 in person. It's like, cool. I was it's a cool moment. It's like when I saw Dale Jr. Yeah. lead at Richmond a few years ago, like one of his last mm-hmm. races. I was like, I'm glad I got to saw that or see that. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to mention: Santino Ferrucci. Santino Ferrucci. He's gonna. He's. I think he's gonna win this race some sometime. I and I hate to admit this. He is literally going to be a superstar of the Indy 500 for the yeah. next decade, and you're mm-hmm. gonna be hearing about him for years and i'm sorry if that upsets you i understand why it would upset you because he's an asshole yeah like <laughs> um for things he's done in the past but like you have to face the music right now that he is literally like what four straight top tens now five he just in the 500 he just took five Oh yeah. my god. So he just took so, he just took fact, an AJ Foyt car to third place in the Indy 500. That's crazy. None of those five Indy 500s have been with a top team either. Oh. If you put Santino in a Ganassi, Penske, McLaren, like if they if he doesn't have a full-time ride and they were looking for someone extra, I mean, I wouldn't blame them at all. And listen, I don't necessarily like Santino either. A no. lot of the drivers don't either, and yeah. I get it. But listen, and I don't like the reasons he's necessarily a villain, obviously, yes. but IndyCar could use a villain. Here's the um, thing. It's, it's got some, you say that, you know, he, he's not a part of a top team and that's so correct. And there's some interest in that with storytelling, right? You got this crazy yeah. ass American kid. I don't even know how old he yeah. is. This crazy ass American kid um, got kicked out of F2 here he is putting balls to the wall at the Indy 500 in an AJ Foyt car. That's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a story in qualifying. It was compelling. It was interesting. And again, there are people rooting against him for you know fair mm-hmm. reasons. And the fact of the matter is, he's going to win this race one day. And there's nothing yeah, anyone can do about it. Could be next year. Yeah. I thought it was going to be yesterday, to be honest with you. <laughs> 
So you know who he reminds me of is who? Sage Karam. Oh, that's a good comparison. So Karam, I feel like he's actually doing more than Karam actually did, but Karam got a lot of hype didn't, when he first came in. Didn't Karam have a run in with Ed Carpenter at like Iowa or something? Or was that Max Maybe. Chilton? I get the I got those two I confused. Maybe one I don't. Year at Iowa. I don't remember this. Sorry, that was like a very specific memory. But <laughs> yeah, so Sage Karam, but, a lot of he was very yeah. hyped up. And Karam did get a ride at Ganassi, but it just yeah. did not work out. I I kind of feel like Santino is more living up to what people expected of Karam. Yeah, because Karam was like exactly the same kind of excitement to watch at the Indy Five Hundred. Just had a ton of speed. But Santino is finishing these races, and that's something Karam often did not do. And, you know, I don't know. You can say this the same about for the full season. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Santino's going to be a threat to win this race for many, many years. And like him or not, like, yeah. And I, I understand that NBC kind of obsessively covers him sometimes. And did you yeah. hear the James Hinchcliffe and Townsend Bell argument? This, this I kind of started he, earlier in the week, and we'll talk about that too. You have to remind me. I remember they were arguing about okay, the the Ferrucci got a penalty on a pit stop. Yeah, but and I don't know if you were aware of this during the race, but they got a penalty, but it wasn't actually like a penalty to be served in the race. It was a monetary penalty for an uncontrolled tire. And James and yeah. Townsend were arguing about that. I didn't know about anything else they were arguing about like before. Yeah, so. Regarding this penalty, I they played it on the TVs, and I didn't know IndyCar's rule for uncontrolled tires. I know NASCAR's. Oh, we know NASCAR penalty. Um, but IndyCar, I wasn't sure, so I was curious on what it would be, and it was apparently just a monetary fine, which interesting. It, it was really I weird. I thought it'd be like a drive-through. It was. See, not. that was. <sighs> That was really weird, though, because, like, I don't know if they've yeah. ever done that before. <laughs> they probably yeah, I don't have. Know. I don't recall. But, um, because, well, I don't think the broadcasters knew what the rules actually was because they were expecting right. a drive through. So that means a scene yeah. that somewhere in the rule book it says that's a drive through. And then when Lee Diffie says, oh, a penalty is being called in 14, Townsend or James is like groaning, like, oh, no. But then Lee's like it was, reading. It was Townsend. It's, yeah. So, but so they but, were, yeah, they were arguing. So they were arguing about if the tire went out of the box or not. Yes. And it did. Townsend's like, I don't think it did. <laughs> It did. I, I saw on the screen at the track that they went up. The well, remember Townsend? And, Townsend hung out with Paul Tracy a lot, dude. I think. Yeah, I think his it, brains rotted. Out of, I think his brain rotted a little bit. <laughs> but um, in Hinchcliffe, I watched the highlights, and Hinch was like, "I don't know what you're talking about. He, it's out of the box." It's out of Hinchcliffe the box. Hinchcliffe was. James sounded genuinely very mad. <laughs> We've been arguing a bit about Santino, and earlier in the week, uh. Santino passed Alexander Rossi on coming out of the pits and went into the grass, uh, like coming out of the pits on the surface. That was carb day. It was carb day. It was that's very it was very dangerous and very unnecessary. And Hinchcliffe was like, "That is so unnecessary." Blah blah blah. And Townsend basically said, "Oh, you need to get on the Santino train, Hinch." And Hinch just basically said, (laughs) "Okay, that's funny." 
that's funny. See, it was funny. He's it was just funny. trolling, but I think. He's just like, it's still <laughs> unacceptable. I think he is. But And I think Townsend literally said, I know you don't like him, but you need to get on the same team. Train. Girl, the girls are fighting. Lee Diffie's just trying but, to do his job. Townsend and James are, like, taking their hoops out. They're, like, hitting yeah. each other. That's crazy. And, by the way, nothing against Townsend Bell. I think he's fantastic I do. in the booth. Bro it, was it yelling yesterday. The, Bro was yelling yesterday in the booth. He was I losing bet. his voice a little bit. It was crazy. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, yeah. Very, very weird for them to argue. Why, they I want them to argue more. It's like, I don't know. I like it. Honestly. Yeah. The I'm, girls are fighting. It, yeah. It's kind of like that Fox um, thing where they had like Jeff and DW argue, though. It's a little bit. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Like, uh, not the same. But it's scale, only about but... Santino. Yeah, it's only about Santino. Thankfully, um, no, I no, they've argued about something else. They no, because they argue about racing incident penalties. You know, they do. So they it's do. not just Santino. Yeah. They argue a lot. True, but I think it's not that bad for the broadcast. You know, so. I think it's fine. You get different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's a so, conversation. Felix Rosenquist. Um, we you talk about all the McLaren drivers. TK, an Indy mm-hmm. 500 champion. Pato, he's been, you know, a star in this race, almost winning it the last few years. You look at Alexander Rossi. Same could be said of him, also an Indy 500 champ. And yet, Felix Rosenquist was leading the McLaren train yesterday. He was the he was. one yeah. that, and you kind of saw that in qualifying too. So I wasn't too surprised. But Felix Rosenquist. Had a legitimate shot to win that race yesterday, um, before yeah. getting crashed out, unfortunately. But um, that I found that really interesting. Um, what a what a I think career he's... run for him. Yeah, I think he's fighting for his career right now because Polo is going to be in that car next year. Yeah, we already know that. And Zach Brown has said he's open to running a fourth car full time next year. Oh, and. That might be Rosenquist, but Zach Brown's been teasing that he wants Marcus Erickson next year. Marcus Erickson's not signed for next year with Chip Ganassi. No way Ganassi and lets him go. If Ganassi loses Erickson and Polo after back? the same season... Are they, they going to yeah, get Erickson back? But that would be the biggest flop of the year. That might be a flop of the year contender if that were to happen. If they lose but, to Erickson... And Polo. And Polo's Pelot. already signed and gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And Dixon might retire whenever he wants. Then your whole lineup's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't, this is a really good Ganassi lineup that you do not want to lose. It is. And I know Sato. Yeah. Is Sato even. Is this his last race for Ganassi? That's planned. That's yeah. Weird. It's speculated that Armstrong might be doing Gateway. I don't know about Iowa. I don't know if they're running that card, Iowa. Weird. But yeah, uh, Rosenquist. This I have said that I think he's a better qualifier than he is like in race trim. But I think he kind of proved me wrong yesterday. He ran really, really good. Yeah. Wait, wasn't Erickson at Arrow before in the seven? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're gonna we're going to twenty nineteen. Felix Rosenquist back at Ganassi. Erickson back at Arrow. We're just going back to 2019. Right. Joseph will win the championship. <laughs> yes, let's do it. God. Let's do it. Simon Pagano goes back to um, Penske somehow. I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. But yeah, this <laughs> this incident. I don't know if 
Well, if Pagano go back to Penske, he's not a matter. No, that was just a joke. He's never going back. <laughs> like, still. <laughs> like, that's just funny. No, I know. Um, but yeah, this incident with Rosenquist, it kind of led to the events. Yeah. Uh, he went, got up high after getting passed by Newgarden and gets into the wall and it collects Kyle Kirkwood. Very terrifying oh incident my. i did not realize this at the track yeah until afterward tv this was scary as hell just because of the tire yeah. flying over the catch fence and yeah see I at see, the track i had no idea that happened so i could see from the even the first time seeing it i c- could see that it went between the grandstands and the building so it didn't land in the stands but i think i've been to a racetrack before you know that there's so many things even behind the grandstands, people, things, you know, people, right? Um, yeah. Luckily, it sounds like the tire only hit a white Chevrolet Cruze. But then mm-hmm. I heard I heard a report that someone got injured from a piece of debris. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know why. Mm. I, I think D- David Lance said that. Maybe he was misinformed. I don't know, because I didn't see anything else. Okay. Happened. Um, but the tire only so, just hit a car, which thank God, because that's yeah, and insane, insanely dangerous. Yeah, I want to give Slay of the Week to Doug Bowles. He, the president of IMS, he was over there making sure everyone was okay. That's good. And he invited the driver of that car, yes. the white car, the owner yeah, of it, not Kyle Kirkwood, the front stretch. <laughs> Not Kyle Kirkwood, <laughs> the driver of the car that got hit with the tire. Yeah. Um, she got to like kiss the bricks and everything, That's and like cool. media interviewed her. That's, That's really like a cool. journalist dream to interview her. By the way, local lady yeah. at the Indy Five Hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whatever. But she got like a photo op, and Doug Bowles got her a car to drive home. Um, Slay of the week to Doug Bowles. He's an amazing track president. Like, when I was there for the Indy Road Course, by the way, he was over there with a shovel fixing that stupid thing that happened in the NASCAR race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. He's Apparently. He's a different level. But, yeah, that happened. Thankfully, everyone's okay. That could have been awful. IMS is the best racetrack in the world. We were talking Mm -hmm. about the facility in some way. Well, I know people said the Wi-Fi was good. I think was. you said, you said the impressed. bathrooms were a bit sketch, but like there's something I don't know. Um, what I'm wondering about this lady in her car, um, mm-hmm. I wonder how the tracks taking care of like and if the tracks like helping with insurance or anything or like. I would assume so. I think Roger Penske should just buy her a new car. To be honest with you, because like like, I'm sorry, yeah. like just buy her a new car. Why not? Chevrolet, it's, it's Chevrolet. Can get a car. Yeah. She can get lifetime gas or something from Shell. Like, what else do they got? I just think that like, would be perfect, especially since Penske won would. the 500. You got you got plenty of money. I know you do. So just, like, yeah. give her a new car, please. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll get an update on that. I can't wait to hear about goes it. On. If your yeah. car gets hit by a um, tire at the Indy 500, that is crazy. That is crazy. That could have been, well, I guess, I don't know. I guess you didn't. Did you drive to the track or did you like, oh yeah, you did drive to the I track. I drove. That could have been your car. I know. <laughs> it was actually my aunt's car. That would have been even worse. <laughs> she would kill me. It's um, crazy because I'm I was, I'm thinking about when I go, I'll, I'll drive there and I'm like, I have a white uh-huh. car. 
That's a bad omen. God. <laughs> it's a forward, too, um, so it's like... <laughs> Roger's Uh-oh. not gonna replace. Well, no, Ford NASCAR. No, he'll he'll get me hooked up. You're at an IndyCar race, though. Ford ain't there. Mm. Mm. Um, but no, this event kind of <laughs> that car triggered... was a paid actor. Sorry, I got serious mood. Um, because that is scary. <laughs> I'm still mm-hmm. laughing. <laughs> this this triggered a chain of events toward the end of this race. Uh, this was at 16 to go when this incident happened. I think a red flag was warranted here because Kirkwood was upside down. It was a scary crash. Yeah. And they had to make sure everyone was okay after the tire. Like, I think a red flag was warranted here, 100%. And things after this get a little dicey. The integrity of the Indy 500 is kind of on a little shaky after this. We had a... Second red flag, which I do not think was warranted it at was all. It's not warranted. Uh, we know why they threw Otto, it. If this was at Barber Otto Motorsports Award. Park, they don't throw this red flag. Correct. I agree. A Pato Award makes a big move on Marcus Erickson. Uh, and by the way, I think this move is fine because this was he was going for second place. And New Garden was in the lead, by the way, when this happens. And Pato crashes. And don't blame him at all. And I guess he's mad at Marcus Erickson for this. And he said next time this happens, he's gonna like wreck Erickson. Don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, Anyways, I um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that. It's a little okay. bold. <laughs> and a- especially after how he acted at Long Beach, I find that very bizarre with the Dixon incident. But yeah. anyway, um. Wait, Auto crashes. That's the second time I picked Pato and he wrecks himself. Jesus Christ. All right. <gasps> that's true. Oh, my God. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that cut, they, another red flag. Did not like this at all. Not and I'm, I know I'm biased. Justin Newgarden was in the lead. This could have been the end of the race. I understand. But if you, I understand you want to have a green flag finish. But this is it's dangerous. It is right? dangerous. This is NASCAR. Because the, the, you can't you are, do this. They were late in the race at the Indianapolis 500. Pato Award made a move to try to catch Joseph Newgarden to win the Indy 500. What he did is 100% acceptable, in my opinion. I don't know what he's talking about with Erickson. I don't get it. But he made a huge risky move that he says he did not do last year. He wasn't going to make that same mistake again. Yeah. And it doesn't work, but this was not warranted for a red flag, in my opinion. They could have had this yellow, and if it ended under yellow, then so be it. That's my opinion. Yeah. But we had the red flag it again, and as it happens in NASCAR as well, you basically get cautions, precautions, you get... Another incident, this time right on the front stretch. Which is with that, another that, that's incident. That's literally a circus. That's a circus. Once yeah. you, when you're wrecking and on this the restart, one, that's a circus. And this one pissed me off. Because I was like, come on, we're going to get someone. My vibe was killed. I'm sorry. My vibe was killed. Yeah. Like, me too. I was very mad. Well, also, they were getting outside of their TV window at this point. I don't. Uh, what, when did I tweet? I, I like. I mean, this was adding, you know, we talk about overtime all the time with NASCAR. That was adding, like, over a half an hour to this race. 
and it was yeah. not necessary. I was ready to see who yeah. was going to win the Indy 500 30 minutes ago, and we're sitting yeah. here with an unnecessary red flag that you would not have thrown four years ago. Yeah, they don't even three years ago in 2020 they would. They, they would don't. Not have done here. They don't. They wouldn't. So why now? Why start now? Yeah, like Tony didn't I, Tony Kanan win his 500 under yellow. Yep. Yeah. So let's go back to the integrity of this race. So if Tony Kanan's able to win the Indy 500 under yellow because something happened with a few laps to go, now you're just messing up. You know, now Joseph wins this 500 after three red flags, and now of course if this race ends, um. If this race ended when Pato crashed, then okay, Joseph still wins anyways. But yeah, you're just opening the door, and you're trying to change history almost. I feel like because this is not how you've done things in the in right. history, and you're changing it not for a good reason. It's not to guarantee a green flag finish because it's not guaranteed. You're not yeah. like you're. Yes, you're trying to make it more likely, but are you? Because you're just making it more likely for them to wreck. That's yeah. what you're actually making and, it more likely. And what really made me mad about this, as a fan of Joseph's, was Erickson had got ahead of Joseph after at the, in the five hundred moments feet. they were racing. Five hundred feet. Yeah. And so, if they did yellow it. Or in the in under yellow, Erickson would have won the Indy 500 after a pass off a of turn four on a restart. That's how he and, won won the Indy 500. That would not look good and at all. I am glad they were consistent here and did red flag it. Like after thinking about it, I'm glad they were consistent after the third red for the throw the third red because if they did it for the second red but not the third, it would have really been like. Okay, so that one, but not this one. So th- what I said, they made their you bed. Know? They they made their bed, right? They could not go yeah. back on it, which I'm glad they didn't because right. that would have been the ugliest finish. That I would have been so mad. I would have left with such a sour taste in my mouth. Like I like Marcus Erickson. I would not have been upset with him being the winner. But I want to see like, you're going to end the race like that no after you red flagged it for something else. I don't else. even want to see Joseph win the Indy. That would have been awful if that's how Joseph won the 500. And it's already yeah. kind of awful, 100%. going back to the integrity thing, that Joseph Newgarden's Indy 500 will always be remembered as the one that had three red flags in the last ten laps. Yeah. That is bullshit. Yeah. And you know, another thing is that, that really upset me is that they did a one-lap shootout. Like that's, NASCAR don't even do that. Like, I think they went a step too far here. I, I 100% believe that. They... We're on the pit road to let their, like, just, you know, they were under reds. They're in the pits. They left pit road and they started when they got back off of four. That is crazy. They've never done that before. A thousand. (laughs) No, they've never. And I a thousand percent agree with Marcus Erickson, who said that it's ridiculous and they should not have done that. Like, I'm, I feel bad for Marcus Erickson, truly. Like, recent years, if they would have done the second red even, and then they didn't, like, he, should have won this race, but I, mean, I think Joseph deserved yeah. it. I think they should have went under yellow on the second, ended under yellow with the second red. And we talked about this before with F one and stuff of like when you throw a red flag, I don't think it should be thrown for an entertainment caution or to 
save laps. Or if you mm-hmm. do that, you can only do it once. Or, like, yep. they need some kind of rule, whether it's the last five laps or ten laps. There's got to be some kind of special rule on how the red flag is used. Or just in general, because I don't know if it should be used just to save laps. I don't know if that's fair, and I it's getting very NASCAR at that point, and it starts yeah. wasting a lot of time. So one red flag in the last twenty laps or something. I think that'd be better to save. And then like David Land, where somebody was saying like, don't even like call it a red flag, call it a purple flag, like. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's because it's not a red flag. You're not red flagging it because you need to clean the track. You're red flagging it because you need to run caution laps and you don't have time. You don't want to. You don't want to lose all these laps. Yeah. Yeah. They, IndyCar needs a rule. If they're going to do this, and I'm fine with one red, if they want to do that, one, not three. Yeah. They need to make a rule now. The first red was warranted. I think that's fine. Again, but. They they can't keep doing this. this You're going to end up row. killing somebody. Yes. You're going to kill someone. And it, it's not it's the Indianapolis 500. These guys can do whatever it takes. Yes. And like at Texas, they didn't do this. I I don't know what changed Wait, here. You're I, right. I'm very frustrated. Did yeah, just Texas, a few weeks ago. They had like Texas what two laps Mariello. to go. Yeah. Okay, I guess it was less laps than well, they had. I think it was six. Was it? Six? I don't know. Wait, it was some. It was not that many. Yeah. Okay. But, no, that's that's actually not cool. That's no. They need to make a rule now right. because yeah. this is not again the integrity of this race. The Indianapolis Five Hundred we're talking about needs to be protected because again, it's not good yes. that Joseph Newgarden, one of the best IndyCar drivers of this era. His first Indy 500 win is going to be marred by this, the red flags. That's not fair to him. It's not fair to anybody. Not fair to Marcus Erickson that he didn't didn't have a chance to defend that move. Like, he had one lap. Yep. And he was a sitting duck. Like, it's just not fair to anybody. No one wants to see the race decided like that. So, they need to figure that out. Um, They need to make a rule. Because I don't want to see this again next year. It's disgusting. I I trust IndyCar. I do that they'll figure something out. I hope so. I just feel like I there's hope a bit so. of you know cuz we know why they threw that caution. It's that NASCAR yeah. corruption ideas the, the yeah. We, and you know I don't know. I the only thing I hope is that we do not get overtime. This race needs to end at 500 miles. Oh my god. Yes. I don't think they'll ever I, do overtime, but it's oof. if if they do overtime, like I am going to be. Very but they basically upset. did do overtime, though, which is like they, they it's did just as bad. But it's it got wasn't all the, after the scheduled distance. It's it's they had three attempts at overtime, and it's just yeah. as bad because they wrecked how many? They wrecked so many cars for no reason, mm-hmm. and they got outside Silly. their TV window and they tried to change the winner of the race. So yeah, that's that. So. To kind of cap that off, I think this was not the worst case scenario. They could have not done the third red. I think if they did not do the third red, it ended there. That would have been awful. Yeah. 
either way, such a vibe killer for me. Yes. I agree. However, I think I don't think it was worth it. But I am glad that the race ended as it did. Like if there was another wreck on that last lap, that would have been so annoying. Like that would have been like, why ugly. are we doing this? Yeah. But there was another wreck. We got the one lap shootout. And it was exciting. I will it was exciting, especially as a New Garden fan. And when he made that pass, I I couldn't believe it, Zach. I I, I could not I saw it believe coming. what I was watching. I could kind of see that he was I mean, not trying to pass him going in the one because he knew he had mm-hmm. to do it on the back stretch, which is really cool. But it was smart. It, it was, was smart. smart. It was smart. Um, but that was crazy. And then coming off of four Holy crap, they, <laughs> he did that dragon move that Marcus Erickson did the year prior. The hold off Pato award going literally that seems to be road entry. It's crazy. I wonder if IndyCars make a rule where you can't do that. I feel like they should. It is kind of dangerous. I didn't realize how dangerous it was until I'm like, what if they lose control and hit the... Sh- yeah, they should. Yeah, yeah. They they should make a rule. I, I, I wonder if they won't. But um, Joseph took a page from Erickson's book and beat him. He slayed the dragon. Like that. He. I didn't realize we were calling a- it the dragon move. I Because they kept calling... When was that coined? Because they kept talking about how Marcus Erickson is here to release the dragon. I'm like, what? What is that from? Like, y'all I'm just... not sure, but there's I, a documentary. Get... Oh. There's a documentary about the called the dragon or something with Erickson for about last year's win. But... I guess. So now that I mean, that move is now called the dragon, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people don't like it. Rossi's called it that. It, Rossi says that it looks stupid. Uh, I think it I actually know. honestly looks cool. I don't mind it. I, I, think, I think they need to. I think I don't yeah. think they should be able to go below the line yes, to go to the pits. I agree. Though. I think that's a bit crazy. At the same time, though, going all the way that down cool. to break that draft it is was cool, cool as hell. I'm sorry, it's cool as hell. And that happened right in front of me. My seats were at pit entry. I think that's. I was screaming. That's one of my favorite things in the Indy 500 when they start snaking. It's called snaking, yeah. y'all. It's not no dragon. Shut up. <laughs> God. Wow. But, what a long. We've so how long have we been talking about the Indy five hundred? Probably a while. Fifty four minutes. But oh. this is gonna be yeah. this is gonna be a long episode. Oh, yeah. But to kind of wrap up the Indy five hundred, when Joseph won, I was just screaming, 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 screaming. Uh, when Joseph took the flag, because after they passed me, I can't see the finish line, so I turned to the TV board. To see if Eric would like pass him, I was just like hands in the air, going yes and yes, 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 and just screaming Joseph and I was yeah. Screaming. I was At, like, he when did like, it. he crossed the line, yeah. when he crossed the line, I was jumping and like I was losing my damn mind, and I like I fell. I grabbed the arm of the guy beside me, which not fall, and I'm like I'm so sorry, and he's like no, it's okay. Oh, uh, Slave of the week to the guy who sat beside me because he tolerated all this. And uh, he he and his daughter told me. I think, I'm assuming it's his daughter. They told me that I made the race more enjoyable for them. Oh, that's fun! So <laughs> it, I, I'm sure I'm gonna always be in their memories of Sounds this race because my guy won. But... <laughs> no, they were they were very okay. nice. They were asking me during like the second red. I went to the bathroom. So I was gonna pee my pants, like in excitement. I came back and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I, I think so." I'm good. I'm good. 
we were talking like strategy. Like I, if Joseph gets up there, they were telling me like he might be might not be able to get him. They took the lead for the first time after. Like it was it was so fun. Great people. Wow, that's awesome. One thousand percent throwing again. And if that's with you next year, that's even better. Because yeah. like Zach, like you're gonna you're not gonna like I know I'm saying it, but you're not gonna believe it until you're there. Like it's it's that it's crazy. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Dude. I love it. Indy five hundred. Wow. And Joseph got up in the crowd. That was crazy. He did when he got out of his yeah. car. I don't, and I, I'm obviously still just in shock, anyways. And NBC perfectly was just letting it play out. Um, yeah, bro broke through. I don't, I, I don't even know if the term is broke through. I guess it wasn't locked or whatever. But he just opens the the gate to the to the 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 fence so through the fence. He slid through the hole that they have for cameras. Like the TV cameras. He's literally insane. And he said that he had been planning to do that if he ever won this race for years. So he's known about that being there for years. And did he ever tell again, anybody? This was his, he must have not ever told know. anybody. He probably never told but anybody. The, this was his 12th attempt. And by the way, Kanan won it in his 13th, I believe. Wow. So it has been a long time coming for Joseph Newgarden to win the Indy 500. And like I said earlier at the start of this episode, like I had been there from the start as a fan of his. It, like I said, it, it feels like I won the Indy 500 too. It's like, oh my gosh, my man, wow. he got it. Got it, and but he yeah, did it in a stands. good looking shelf paint scheme. I'm so happy. Yes, all they had to do was change the car. Oh <laughs> they had God. to make it look good again. Um, oh my God. Yeah, him going into the stands, I was so cool. And I ended up staying for the whole parade lap. Wow. Because um, they do a parade lap with him before they kiss the bricks. And That's so cool. He was choked up the whole time, it sounded like. He was like, he could not believe when people stayed around to watch him celebrate. Um, and when he walked by, not walked by, when he rode by me, I was yelling. And I put, posted that video on uh, Twitter. Um, it was crazy. And then he kissed the bricks. I was like speed walking down toward the bricks. I wanted to be close and I saw that happen. Um he, his wife Ashley and their son Coda. I think this is Coda's first Indy five hundred, if I'm not mistaken. They uh, were born what yeah, because I guess they were just a he was infant a, last year, so yes. First yeah, time yeah. That's crazy. Um Good luck charm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I uh I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. Like, this was I mean, it's magical. Huge. Well, let's also think about just Joseph's career. And, like, there's nothing else, really, that he has not done. He's no. won two championships, the Indy 500. He's won Long Beach. He's won at just about any track you can name. Every single oval on the schedule. Like, yep. most road courses. Well, I This is peak... The only thing else to do yep. is win more Indy 500s now and more championships. And that's just like, I mean, he's, he is a step. I mean, they say this all the time. When you win the Indy 500, you establish your name in history forever. You're immortal. You, your face. Yes. Forever. Literally. So him doing this is just huge. Like, honestly. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, he's only 32 and 
actually turned off my webcam while I was looking up the stat. He's 32 years old. He is 14th on the all-time wins list. He is only four wins away from being the top 10 all-time IndyCar wins. And you know who's in the tide for this top 10, Zach? What? Who? You have Paul Tracy. You have <laughs> Elio Castroneves. Oh, wow. And Dario Franchitti. That's crazy. He is four wins away from tying Franchitti and Castroneves. Yeah. Wow. Um, he's going to get into that top 10. He could do it this year. Like, there's two Iowas. There's Gateway. Wow. That's three. And I guess and I, I guess we're not going to talk about the championship, but this is... This is a morale boost. He needed it. He needed it. He needed it. Well, I'll have to... Too bad they're at double points. I was against double points. Maybe I'm not now. <laughs> we'll have to keep following. Um, And just yeah. Penske in general. You know, Will, Will Power had some decent speed. McLaughlin was in the top 10 at one point. Unfortunately, he got shuffled out on a restart. But um, Penske, yeah. they have race speed. They might not have it that much in qualifying. But man, race trim. That's what some. That's what. Yep. That's what counts. So, Team Pinsky's nineteenth Indy five hundred yep. win, and the first time they, of course, if you didn't know, Ryan Blaney won the Coca Cola six hundred. The first time ever that they won both the five hundred and the six hundred in the same year. Fortunately, it couldn't be the Crazy. same day, but whatever. <laughs> so, yep, really cool. First time Team Pinsky's ever done that. That's yeah. yeah wow. That's so, so weird because um. Did Ganassi do it in 2010? I don't think so. I think Penske won that year. No, I think Ganassi has done it. And it was not with in 2010 with McMurray because McMurray has not won the 600. Who would have been with them? Who else I has won know. the 600 for Ganassi? Larson never did. Whatever. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. I think that's I think that's covers just about everything. Yeah, I, I have nothing else to say, honestly, but yeah, um, definitely go to Indy 500 if you ever get the chance. I think everyone, if you're a race fan, you got to go even just once. It's wow. a magical experience. I went on a whim. I bought tickets in February. Like it. You got to go. Yep. You got to go 100%. And you've seen Joseph. What's what's the Joseph win rate with you at the races? <laughs> um. Since I've been going to IndyCar races again since 2020, Joseph has won six of the eight races that I have been to. Uh, Will Power won one, and Pato Award won the other. So Pinsky has won seven of the eight that I've been to recently, and it, it's mostly ovals. Yeah. So. But didn't Joseph win an IMS road course race? That you? No, I made that up. That was no. Will Power. Oops. Power. Power one. That power. One. So that was the other. So you've seen six Josephs, one Power, and then one Pato. Yeah. The Pato was at Iowa, right? I was there. Yeah. Wasn't I? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we cried together. Sure. It's okay. <laughs> God. Right. Because I don't want to talk about Iowa too. Yeah. We don't talk about Iowa too. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and take a break before we talk about Charlotte and um, a little bit of Monaco, but not much. But yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, time to talk about the other parts of the greatest day in racing. One of which did not happen on the greatest day of racing. The <laughs> other, I didn't really watch, and Alex certainly didn't watch. No, I did kind of watch Monaco a little bit. Um, 
and I get we'll just get Monica out of the way. I don't know if that was the order of our doc, but we'll just go ahead and get that out no, of the way. No, that's fine. We can talk about um, it. Um because it rained a little bit at Monaco, apparently. Um oh, did it. Yeah, it did. Um so that got really interesting and like I saw Logan Sargent, he like could barely do the hairpin in the wet. That was kind of funny. Um Oh no. There, I think there was some drama at some point. I don't know. Verstappen won by 20 seconds. I don't care. Like, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's cool. I I have nothing to say, but there was this meme that I saw that I want to mention. Uh, it was from practice. I guess Carlos Sainz crashed or something. Yeah. I and there was this meme of Marge Simpson yelling, Charles! And then, like, it's Bart, but it says Charles. And Charles is like, what? I'm right here. And Marge says, sorry, force of habit. What? It was so funny. I laughed so hard at this. I'll send it to you if you don't get what I'm okay. saying. It was so funny. Oh, my God. I w- Charles! Anyways. What? I'm right here. Um, Let's talk about the endurance race of the weekend. The Coca-Cola yeah. 600 that just wrapped up a few hours ago as we were recording on Monday night. Um... Actually, a quality race. I thought it was good. I know you didn't watch all of it, Alex, but I watched most of it. It was really good racing. A lot of side by side, um, top and bottom was working pretty, really good. Um, restarts were good as always. Um, and the race did not have overtime foolery. And we had a very similar winner actually to the Indy 500. Ryan Blaney. Um, not only for Team Penske. Um, but it was an unexpected Team Penske win, right? We were not talking about yeah. Team Penske going into this 600 race. We were talking Ford about Hendrick. Has not been good. We were talking about Hendrick. We were talking about um, Gibbs. If we were talking about a Ford winning the 600, I think we would have been talking about an RFK car, which is crazy. Or maybe yeah. Logano. But Blaney? Lucking into one. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And he dominated too. He was like the first race fast. Blaney dominated the entire race. So, yes, he did dominate. Um, I believe he led over 160 something laps. Like, wow. maybe over 200. He might have led over half that race, actually. And, you know, we've talked about with Blaney before. He needs to put the end of the race together. And I think this is the first one. He just put 600 really miles it. together. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And there was a point where Byron got back ahead of him. And I think Blaney, a few years ago, would have given up the race right there and it would have been over. But he didn't do that. He got back by Byron and held him off to win. That's awesome. And I'm very happy for myself because Ryan's my favorite in NASCAR. Joseph's my favorite in IndyCar. And they both won. Biggest race weekend of the year. It's crazy. What a month this has been. I graduated college. Zelda came out. Yeah. This happens. You have two days left. I told Alex he has two days left to either like get like an awesome job opportunity or like get a boyfriend. Like Yes. Use use up the May magic. Yeah, we're using it all. But uh Yeah. I did not really watch this race. I napped when I got home and I missed all of stage one I was on the road, then I napped. Yeah, uh, there was a rain delay. Then I really started focusing and it was a rain delay. I ended up uh really focusing the last like 30 laps when I saw like, Oh, 30 to go. And Blaney's in the lead. Like, Oh my gosh. And really cool to see Ryan Blaney win. This, this is a big race. Coca-Cola 600 is one of the 
key uh, premier NASCAR races. So yeah. big deal. It is a huge deal for him and Team Penske just getting this momentum. They, I mean, they beat Hendrick and Gibbs today. That's that's they huge. Um, or just Blaney did. You know, Logano was nowhere to be seen. Cindric nowhere to be seen. So there's still work to do, but huge win for Blaney. Um, bit of a spicy 600 miles. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and we'll get to the biggest thing in a minute. There was one little thing during the rain delay I want to talk about, and. Fox didn't even catch this. This is from our good friend Sarah Davis on Twitter. Um, If you don't follow her, what, at Sarah Davis again on Twitter. She's a big Bubba Wallace fan, and not only is she a fan, but honestly, she she's almost like not an insider, but like an analyst, because she's always listening to um the 23's radio during the race. So if you're a Bubba Wallace fan, she could, follow her. She's like the Bob Pockris she, for Bubba Wallace. Yeah, she could literally just be running the 2311 account for updates on Bubba. She should. Like it, it's crazy. If they ever need a new one, I hope they hit her up cuz I feel like she's literally perfect yeah. for the job. She already does it. Like she's I know, it's that's that is dedication, dude. That's just awesome. But anyway, so she um someone I don't I think she was at the track, but someone um sent her a video of Eric Amarola shoving Bubba Wallace during the rain delay. They were talking about something that I guess happened on the track. Yeah. Um. After the race, Bubba said the exchange with Eric Amarola was just passion, and he wasn't really surprised at Amarola's shove. And quote, "When you walk around with two faces, that's what you get." Um, I don't know if that's what Bubba was saying to Eric. Like he has two faces. Like I mm. apparently these two have history. So our good friend Daniel McFadden tweets in response to Sarah's video. Um, and Sarah's video literally was like getting um, what's it credited from Fox. Fox was using it on their socials and stuff. Um, but Daniel McFadden says back at preseason media tour the year after Bubba subbed for Amarola in the forty three. So I guess that's twenty eighteen. Um, Wallace mentioned a text message that Eric sent him at the time and it wasn't really friendly so apparently these two have not liked each other um i don't even think they really got into details of what happened between these two on the track they probably just you know like maybe ran each other up off turn four that was happening a lot tonight a lot of close moments off turn four one that we're about to talk about that was even spicier (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that's just kind of that's just kind of crazy. Yeah, they both yeah. have interviews. Interesting. Um, but Eric Amarola said he wasn't going to take a cussing from Bubba Wallace after Amarola approached him. Oh, apparently, apparently Bubba flipped Amarola off on the track. Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. Well. Hmm. Oh well. Well, the girls are fighting. Um. <laughs> okay, so let's get ready to talk about this because. If you're a Chase Elliott fan, I'm so sorry, um, but your boy's in a little bit of trouble because Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin, they're racing side-by-side off turn four, and and I, I was literally texting you about this, Alex, when you were asleep. So mm-hmm. they have a close moment off turn four, and apparently they were like getting really close the last few laps. Um, Hamlin kind of drives Elliott up into the wall off turn four, and then... Very similar to what we saw at Las Vegas last year with Bubba and Larson. Chase right hooks 
um, Hamlin, not just Hamlin to the fence, but also right hooks himself into the fence because the 11 car spinning collects the nine. They're both wrecked. Both of their days done at that point. Um, Chase Elliott is an idiot. <laughs> um, you just ended your own race, not even halfway, because, I mean, as Hamlin said in an interview, simply a temper tantrum. You are yeah. already you already missed so much of the season. You have a points deficit. You need a win. Um, your car was fast. He had a fast car tonight. Um, certainly, if you get in the playoffs, you need as many playoff points as possible. Um, what are you doing? You are a champion of the sport. And you're right-hooking a guy on the front stretch half before halfway in the longest race of the year? On Memorial Day? It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. <laughs> That's complete BS. And so, and, yeah. yeah, go ahead. So Denny, Denny Hamlin posted like proof, like all the data from his Twitter account. Denny Hamlin, I he love had this receipts. Man. He does not. Well, Denny doesn't. Um, he doesn't mess around. Okay, he did not mess around with that appeal from the Ross Chastain incident at Phoenix. He doesn't mess around. All right, and he was not messing around here with the receipts he had. He showed the SNT data, showed um Elliot literally turning the wheel to the left after contact um after you know after getting it straightened back out after hitting the wall like Elliot there's proof he turned it left to yeah. wreck Hamlin um and it's like I don't know what's going on in his head we've never really seen Chase do something like this before I don't know why this was the moment where he's like I'm going to do this um and there has to be cons- like the precedent has been set with Bubba Wallace is that there has to be consequences for this, right? Um, because yeah. in NASCAR, you you can wreck people, but you can't wreck people by right hooking them. I don't know why right hooking is the one exception. I I kind of get it, but it's just like well, because whatever. they would go head onto the into the wall yeah. if you do it right. Like I get and it. That's very dangerous. It's just like yeah. There's you know. <laughs> That's a topic for another discussion. Yeah, Why but, they don't police and it Denny, more, But yeah. And Denny called for Elliot to be suspended. As he, he said sh- it's the exact same thing that happened with Bubba Wallace. Yeah, that's the precedent. Yep. Yep. And I I agree. Elliot should be suspended. Uh, will it happen? I Listen. I hope so. I, because if they... No. If they no oh, man. If they way. don't, but they did suspend Bubba Wallace. Oh. That is a terrible look. And, you know, there was some discussion about this. Like, oh, Bubba shouldn't have been the one they set the standard with. If they don't do anything here, then it's awful. Horrible. It's awful. But guess yeah, what? I don't know what else to say about it. NASCAR is going to full season points before they suspend Chase Elliott. I'm starting an OnlyFans um, and giving it to you guys for free. Before they for suspend free? Chase Elliott. What? For free? For free! Feet picks and all! <laughs> Listen, um, Colton Herta is going to Formula One before they suspend Chase Elliott. Oh. Mm. 
Like, so if this happens, are you actually making an OnlyFans? I'm asking for Max Verstappen will not win this champ, the F1 championship this year before they suspend Chase Elliott. I don't know if you get this. They are not going to suspend Chase Elliott. Okay, but what if it happens? They are not going to suspend Chase Elliott. <laughs> no, Alexander, I want, I want you on the Alexander. Want to, you want my feet yes. picks? I understand, but listen. <laughs> There is no uh-huh. way in hell. Uh-huh. You saw those commercials they made when he came back, right? The entire yeah, discussion of the ratings being dipping just because he wasn't racing. There is literally no flipping way in hell on my dad's life. Uh-huh. Who's not alive? <laughs> That they are going to suspend Chase Elliott. I want to make that very clear to you guys. But if they do... <laughs> I'm just messing with you at this point. But, listen. If they do... Which Zach, they won't. If they do... <laughs> they can make ads. Chase Elliott's back for Sonoma. Let's go. Yeah, they can do it. Come on. Come on. I'm about to take my headset off. I'm <laughs> You you don't think they would? If it wasn't like midnight, midnight back. if it wasn't uh-huh. midnight, I would be running around my room right now in disbelief <laughs> at the event. <laughs> in the same twenty four hours or the same weekend, we have Joseph winning the five hundred, Chase Elliott acting like a child, and wrecking. It's crazy too because normally we see stuff like this between the younger drivers. I mean, Chase Elliott's kind of young, but these are also considered to be veterans of the sport. Right. Ah, I. But again, there's no way they suspend him. the The favoritism NASCAR shows Chase Elliott is, frankly, very obvious. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's evidence. Like I have a theory. Oh, I have a theory. I, ready to hear it. <laughs> I, I think they will suspend him. Listen, but then the appeals panel is going to overturn it. I think, how does that even work? Wait, so, because I think, so if they go to suspend Chase, I think if they go appeal it, then Chase can race for the next week. Yes. Yeah. You're right. That is exactly what's going to happen. Well, Mm -hmm. hey, Josh Berry will be ready to get in that nine car. If it yeah. happens, which it won't. It's Listen, not going to happen. I'll drive it. I just won the Indianapolis 500. Wait, Josh Berry's going to be important in the next week. Ooh. So they're definitely going to appeal it. Just so they don't have yeah. to do that logistical nightmare. Jesus. Oh, they probably won't do Barry actually, because, yeah, Portland. That'd be a mess. Who else are they going to do, though? Who else would they get? Exactly. Brandon Jordan Jones. Taylor. Oh, it's Gateway. Stupid. I know. Let Jordan Taylor <laughs> do it anyway. They could do uh Simpson in Detroit. Simpson might be in Detroit. I don't probably. know. Probably. I have no idea. I don't know. We're in Detroit, Portland. F1's probably somewhere stupid. Yeah, probably. Um yeah, I don't have anything to say about this, but look forward to Zach's OnlyFans. And for his Weekly beating in Gay Racing Podcast okay. Fantasy because I won 
for point in both IndyCar and NASCAR Listen. Fantasy, and you are still without a point in IndyCar Fantasy. What the f- Pato's literally leading at one point, and he's going to win yeah, that race. He was going to win that race, and mm-hmm. then he wrecked himself, so yay. Dixon literally had yeah, issues you. earlier. So it was me, I had Pato, you had Dixon. Dixon literally had issues, a vibration at the start of the race. I'm like, somehow, someway, I'm still going to lose this point. And also, Denny Hamlin, going back to the Chase Elliott thing, Denny Hamlin was my fantasy pick for the 600. So yay! You just have just crazy bad luck. It's kind of bizarre. It's This year, it's very bizarre. I made a few mistakes this year in fantasy, like letting you have Joseph at Texas. That is what it mm-hmm. is. Um, but like now it's just like, I can't even catch a break. I have, I don't yeah. even know how many races to make up 11 points, which I'm not saying it's impossible, but I have to be on it. And I feel like I am on it. I'm making really good picks. They're just to take the lead. You would need four wins in IndyCar fantasy. I don't have this to is a win short season four races though. Like. Like, I could win three races and then, like, you know, just beat you a few times. Correct. Correct. That's, yeah. So. Yeah. But, like, it's a, I have 11, it's 11 to zero. Like, you're going to have to really get going. I like, mean, now. hey, listen, here's how I see and it. Win. If you can get 11 points straight, I can get 11 points straight. So. True. True. All right. That's what, so... that's just what I'm telling myself. Cause what the, what the hell? <laughs> um, All right. Well, I have. I have a pick ready. Are we doing IndyCar first? Yeah, let's do IndyCar first as we talked about it. All right. I well, have I'm going to go ahead and type mine out. Um, okay. All right. Are you Here ready? Here we go. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Of course, we no! both picked Marcus Erickson. No. No. Come on. You mean... Erickson, it's a new street course. It's a street course. He won the last newest track. I had a lot of reasons for that. Yeah, right. Because it's we're okay. going to Detroit, but it's not Belle Isle. It's um back in downtown. Right. So, yep. I'm kind of using Belle Isles. Like I didn't even really look at the races from there because I'm like, eh, it's a new track. Right. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um. Well. Okay. Gotta make I got another one. Pick. When was the last time we actually picked different drivers for the first? For IndyCar, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's really irritating. All right. I didn't. Ir- I didn't think you were going to pick Erickson. I'm kind of upset about that. Oh. Your man, your life's <laughs> so hard. I know. Your poor eleven awful. point lead. Are right, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Right, three, two, one. Ooh. And now Roman right. Grosjean will win because Alex just picked in the win. So now this is the week Roman Grosjean will finally get his stuff together to win. I picked Alex Pillow. I'm So you're trying to destroy Pillow's point lead for Joseph? Oh my god. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm picking him for the just the like I, I think he can win, but like also the the uh the consistency factor. I would like to just yeah. beat you and get one point to start mm-hmm. my like rise to the lead so um Hello was a good pick yeah that was probably my so. next pick if we matched again sure hope so my problem with grosjean is just like i he's a little bit too unreliable for me right now he has not had a good month of may at all that's fair i don't want to pick him i mean i know before he's fast, may but... 
before May, Grosjean was on a tear. Yeah. Like he could have well, he could have won like three races. Before May, my point lead was smaller than eleven points, but you know, now I'm here, mm. so month of May was not <laughs> was not nice to some of us. So <laughs> um NASCAR <laughs> is going to St. Louis, another track where there's like no data. Um so this is a bit of a harder pick as well. Yeah. Um, who was I going to wait, I didn't actually write these down. Normally I write them down, but I didn't write it down this week. I don't actually know who I was going to pick. Um. Wait, I need my list of drivers. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll go with this guy. All right. Well, let me type it out. Okay. Are you ready? I was thinking. I think I'll. Or. I'll go with that. I think. Or. Can I look at the results from last year real quick, sure. just to make sure I'm not doing something stupid? Okay. Go ahead. Let's let me just real quick. So Logano won last year. Yes. Team Penske sweep. Oh. Oh. It's true. Okay. I'm sticking with what I had. All right, you ready? All right. Yep, I almost sent it. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, All I'm right. ready. Three, two, one. Oh my gosh! Come on. We both picked a Martin Truex Jr. That's crazy. We are the same person. Girl, it's so annoying. Oh my god. Um, who's my second pick? Oh. You know what? I'm feeling a vibe. Let's ca- I, I'm catching a vibe with this with this person. I got a pick. Alright, I have mine too. Alright, three, two, one. Ooh, Christopher Ooh. Bell. Okay. Um, Alex picks Christopher Bell. I pick Kyle Busch. I've just had a good okay. feeling about Kyle Busch lately. Like, he's... I don't know. He's just winning every now and then. Yeah, not I think now often, and then this week. Often. Like, I mean, it, uh, he has two wins this year, to be fair. I think that's... Doesn't yeah. Kyle Larson only yeah. have two wins? Um, <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I, I He's finished second there last year. I just think he's, I don't know. He's, he's, he's done a lot of, re- I don't know. I just have a vibe about him. It, yeah. It's, it's risky to pick him because, you know, Hendrick's going to be fast probably. Gibbs will probably be fast. Like, Christopher Bell's a good pick there just with flat track success that he's had. But, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. I was thinking, Pick Truex, because I thought you were going to go with Larson. And I was going to let you have Larson again. But, I don't know. I don't feel it for Larson. Maybe I'm Oh, wrong. he's going to win. I didn't no, him. he'll win, because I didn't pick him, so he's going to win. He'll be winning the okay. race. <laughs> yep. He'll be, no, I'm telling you. Yeah. He will. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um. So, Zach's predictions for this week are Kyle Larson will win, because he did not pick him. And Chase Elliott will not get suspended. Yes, that's those are your predictions. And who's okay. my actual prediction for IndyCar to win? I think is probably going to be Joseph. I think Joseph will just go back to back for no reason. So I could one thousand percent actually. See that. I don't know. He might he's have a ha- hangover. You know, he it's he's going to be on a big momentum that's wave true, here. Actually, that's big and for him. that team is going to be really motivated. 
I just, I don't like picking him. Because then I'm like, oh my god, I jinxed him. Oh my god, oh. Yeah. But, I don't know. Well, just be me. I jinx all my drivers. Yeah, I jinx every you're not allowed to pick I Joseph, pick. actually. <laughs> I'm not allowed to pick Joseph. Yeah, you're literally not. See, not and if I, and then I'm like, what if I, I should have picked him for at Indy. Wish I could time I would travel. Probably like, str- I'd strangle you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially no, after really. all those red okay. flags. All right. Well, yeah. that is the Gay Racing Podcast after the Indy 500. Um, yeah, we got St. Louis next week for NASCAR, Detroit for IndyCar. So we'll be back next week to talk about that. Um, again, thank you guys for listening so much. I'll, I hope you had an awesome time just hearing about Alex's experience at the at the the greatest spectacle on racing. Um, if you got one of those pins and you want to send us a picture of it on Twitter, like if you put it somewhere cool or special, that's go ahead, like send it to us on Twitter. Um, just tweet us at yeah, Gay Racing Pod. That. Yeah, that'd be awesome to see. Um, we also are on Instagram at Gay Racing Pod. Follow me and Alex on Twitter as well. I'm at DreamyZachGP, and Alex is at NewGaden, but you guys already knew that because you saw him at the track, and you're like, oh my god, it's at NewGaden! Ah! So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Alex, um, it was awesome hearing about your experience at the 500, and hopefully we will be on this pod one year from now talking about our experience at the 2024 Indy 500. So, it's it's yeah. awesome. I loved our Can't discussion wait. about it earlier. So um we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We're less weird. <laughs> <laughs>